ears to good friends. Cheers. 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 Hmm. That's sort of an oaky afterbirth. What was that? She did tell me to uh, get a beer and some cheese fries over at Eskimo Joe's. That's very nice, lovely. I only hope you feel this way when I'm done. Because I could destroy this night in two seconds. Why is that funny? <laughs> well, I think it's a bit funny to be trying to define nothing. <laughs> Smooth as a bourbon on a summer day. Strong as a peated scotch in the winter night. This is a fair warning. The Catholic Man Show is about to begin. Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. I'm flossing. Just flossing over here. I'm hip. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Adam Minahan here, sitting with David Niles. We got Juan on the buttons. Extremely grateful. Extremely grateful for Juan. So grateful. And in gratitude, I would like to say I'm uh, thankful for Jim being here as well. Hey, let me tell you guys, Jim has been throwing out all of the stuff that you guys have been ordering on thecatholicmanshow.com slash store. He just like throws it out there. He just ships it to you. Within like days. It's he's ridiculous. Been, he's been on top of it. He's like a machine. We just launched our a new Catholic Man Show stocking cap, beanie. There's d- many different words, I guess, for this. Uh, at the very bottom there, one. It's... Yeah, boom, right here. Leather patched. We just launched this. I know it's not the best timing. It's starting to warm up. It's still cold here. I don't know about you guys, but where you are, but it's it's very good. No, we don't know. Um, it's anyway, weird, we just, you can see my body. We... <laughs> We just launched these. So anyway, you can go to thecatholicmanshow.com slash store and check those out as well. But thank you, Jim, for all of your work for the Catholic Man Show. Mucho. Dave, bro. Yo. We just finished the Carlo series. It was so good. I, it was so good. However, man, it was exhausting. It was a lot of work. To record. I mean, we were recording Three, three nights a week. Three nights a week. And... Two of those nights were like two hours plus each night. Right, yeah. So we have over 18 hours of content. It's incredible. With Carlo Broussard. It really was awesome. Uh, and I got out of it exactly what I was hoping I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, like a, a knowledge of the five ways. I understand them now. Carlo did such a good job about, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, because I have zero philosophical training. What? I know. People think like, oh, Dave, you're so smart. You must be like a trained philosopher or something. Mm-hmm. And I say no. I'm, wow. This is just, you know, I just ooze. I just give off that vibe. Hmm. It's all a front. It's it's, it's a, a it's false imp- front. It's impressive. Yeah, but uh, so with, with zero philosophical training, Carlo was able to bring it down to my level and make me understand it. Yeah. Over 18 hours of content. There was nine courses, all with the handouts. Exclusive for our patrons, you can go to patreon.com slash the Catholic Command Show. Ten dollars a month or more, you have access to it. But we're not like letting the foot off the pedal right now. We have another course being made currently. Yes. So if you are looking uh, to join the Catholic Man Show's support team, you can go to Patreon and, and support us and you have access to all this stuff. So And you should do that. You should totally do that. Absolutely. Yeah. We're we're gonna be going to the Oklahoma Men's Conference. 
Uh, here in Oklahoma. Yep. This this month. I'm excited about that. Yeah, we're we're going to be one of the people actually present at right. the conference. They have a, uh, a few that'll be there, like a minimal amount that'll be there in actual, and then they have a bunch of virtual. You know what they did, which I think is brilliant? They had all the guys from different parishes for the men's clubs like host a virtual deal at their yeah. parish. I, it's a good idea. So that way, it's there's still the community aspect. Yeah. So you get the 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 knowledge from the speakers. You still get a community aspect because that's part of the that's part of the men's group gig. Is right. That, the conferences are like getting together with other right. Catholic men. Yeah, yeah. The camaraderie. Right. So I I thought that was really smart on their part. I'm really excited about yeah uh, hosting that and and being a part of the because you want to talk comp- about the talks after you know afterwards, a- afterwards right? right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we're also Dave. Are we allowed to talk about what we're doing this weekend? I think uh, so. Why don't you... Okay, so yeah, we're going to be one of the presenters at the SEEK conference this weekend, um, uh, specifically for the location in Dallas. Um, I How know, does that work? Do you know? I know that they're making it more regional. I'm unsure exactly the logistics behind everything, whether everyone is getting the same video feed or if they're having... You know, speakers, some speakers present for some regions and different ones for others. I know that we will be live with the audience in Dallas. That'll be fun. I, I, During, we'll, be, we'll be doing like a, a cent, kind of like a show, putting together a kind of si- similar to a regular format, right? Mm-hmm. Um, except they'll be present sort of like as if we were doing a, a Skype call with them. Um, so we can, we'll be able to hear the, the boo, like the jeering. Uh, they will not be able to throw vegetables or fruit at us grateful because we're i mean i don't think they will be that's be a long toss Mm -hmm. from tulsa to dallas so but anyway it's gonna be awesome i'm very excited about it we've been wanting to do seat conferences for a while we had the opportunity last year last year year. yeah but it it was on on new year's it just just didn't uh, family had family commitments you know right so it didn't work out so we're excited to be a part of that this year as well seat conference 2021 i'm sure if you just just google seat conference yeah you'll you'll, you'll figure that out and probably you already know what it is, right? Most so. most people do. Okay, so this evening we're gonna we're gonna have a little bit of uh, something different that we normally have. We're having brandy this evening. A little brandy. This is the Christian Brothers brandy. It's the the very smooth the VS. It's so brandy is typically not calling very, it VS makes it sound makes it seem sound. like oh it must be something more important than just very smooth, right? But it's not. It's like. Oh, this is the RG version. What's that stand for? Really good. <laughs> yeah, a really good one. Really good one. Yeah. So we're uh, we're we're having some brandy this evening. Typically, brandy is an after dinner uh, drink. A digestivo, help. as they might say. Correct. Yeah. It was the drink of choice for Winston Churchill. He when he was going off on his journalistic, ju- no, when when he was going off to be a journalist for the war. He okay. would always suggest, like, he would put in his contract that they would be shipping him two bottles of brandy every week. Nice. Yes. <laughs> All right. And a box of cigars. Right. So, um, but that, so that's uh, Winston Churchill's. Seems like he'd choice. go through a box of cigars in a couple of days. Yeah. What do you smoke, like seven or eight a day, right? I think they said on average, uh, overall, he smoked approximately 250,000 cigars in his lifetime. Which would. On average, 250,000 uh, in his lifetime? Roughly. I'm sorry. Oh, roughly. If, you, if you average his. R- okay, r- I roughly. See. If you take his, his daily average, right. it would be that much. Be, be about that much. Gotcha. Yeah, because so. yeah, sure, I'm sure there were some 10 days, some maybe only four cigar days. I'm sure there were no zero days. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, let's not be. 
absurd. Yeah, we're being, yeah. So, one on the Lord's team. The winning side. So, raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus. Cheers. Cheers, Jim. So, this, like I said, this is called the Christian Brothers Brandy. It is, it's only, is it good? Yeah. It's only about $22 yeah, for so the bottle. Brandy is distilled wine. Mm-hmm. Aged, Jim, Jim's, making, Jim's making terrible faces over there. He's not a big fan. Jim, you're not a big fan? Jim, there's some tequila down there if you'd rather have that. Um, Feel but, free. <laughs> he hates it. He hates it. <laughs> oh, Jim. It's the worst face I've ever seen you make. It's yucky. Uh, I don't think it's bad. I, th- I think it's fine. Yeah, it's not. It's not like my favorite. I'm a uh, so easy going. Like there are no foods that I don't really like. You what know it what tastes I mean? like to me is it, it tastes too much like cough syrup with alcohol. It's like they take cough syrup. I like cough syrup. And you you add <laughs> alcohol to it and mix it up, and that's what it tastes like, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, um, which is really too bad because brandy has such a a wealthy sound to it. You know, like oh. You know I've made it because I well, drink brandy. I, I picked and it. And I think that there is some really, I know that there is, some super expensive brandy. Absolutely. But I thought, like, hopefully this would be, because some people reach out to us and say, like, hey, you guys always do expensive whiskeys or beers or something like that. Like, hook us up with some reviews on cheaper well, we do, drinks. Well, we do a lot of more expensive ones now, now because we've already had a lot of the cheaper so ones. So many. I mean, we've done over 300 episodes, you know, and... Yeah. We, there's a lot of beer in there too. It's not like we've done 300 whiskeys, right? But we've hit a lot of the good. I mean, there's a lot of cheap whiskey, but you don't want to drink most of them, right? You know what I mean? We're, we try to only have drinks that are worthy of a good conversation, right? You know Which is I mean? also why I also picked the Christian Brothers brandy. Like yeah. I liked the name of it. Was as that well. that was probably just their name? I mean, I don't think that they're they're probably not naming themselves like. As Christians, no, no, no. It's like, it's their like. You will the, know we are Christians by our brandy, by our brandy. Yeah, they. I don't think. I don't so. think that's what they're doing. No. So it dates back to the 1800s. So I thought, well, maybe they'll be good, but it's okay. It's not it's something. Just okay. It's not it's something. Right. Yeah. I would. It does not offend me the way it offends Jim. Right. So. Um, Jim was offended. Also, I, saw, I saw his face. If this is, we're picking up some new uh, listeners. We're about to go on some new radio stations as well. And so, just to let you guys know, if there are uh, if this is your first time listening, you can go if you Google Catholic Answers Focus drinking, you'll be able to find we were on with Psychelet and we talked about the, like drinking in moderation and the importance of knowing thyself and enjoying things for what they're made for. And so, anyway, if this is your first time listening, you're wondering why we're drinking. You can just Google that, and, and we'll be able to hash that out later so uh dave do we have a gear do we have a gear today you know what the last 10 seconds i've been thinking to myself i don't have a gear for today but i did come up with an idea in the last 10 seconds that maybe we'll do maybe we won't okay we'll see we'll see before we started the show we were talking about uh favorite songs and having a favorite song you actually said you shocked me when you said that's my favorite song Yes. And I, I thought, wow, you have a favorite song. Because a lot of people don't. I don't. Right? I don't have a definitive favorite song. And I have said this numerous times to Haley, this is my favorite song. And, and I, happen to, I happen to be singing it. Yeah, you were singing it, which was, which is what spurred the... But yeah, a lot of people don't have favorite songs. Yeah, you're right. It's but, too, there's too many but choices. That, but I do. Ain't no sunshine. Good on you, man. So Good on you. 
we may have a gear or we may just jump into the topic after this break we'll be right back Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles, here with Adam Minahan. We're drinking some Christian Brothers brandy. Uh, it's getting mixed reviews here in the studio today. Um, everything from okay to terrible. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of a departure from our, from our typical uh, True. Uh, vote tally. This segment is brought to you by the Catholic Man Show. No, it's not. <laughs> You're right. This segment is brought to you by the Catholic Woodworker. Yes. Another good, another great Catholic apostolate <laughs> out there. Go to CatholicWoodworker.com, promo code TCMS for 10% off all purchases over there. And you should do that because they have a lot of great stuff. Crucifixes, rosaries, right there. home altars, Jonathan Conrad right there. Boom. If you just want to watch videos of Jonathan Conrad, that's available mm-hmm. at the site. Uh, so anyway, and honestly, I use... I really do use uh, Catholic Woodworker Rosary every day, and it's just way better than other rosaries. It, it is. just is. I have multiple Catholic Woodworker. It doesn't fall apart. I've been using it for years. It doesn't even, like, get loose, you know? Yeah. Sometimes Jim has his as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. We all bought, yeah. We all get our rosaries at Catholic Woodworker. We do, because we're Catholic snobs like that. We want the best. If, look, if I'm going to use, I'm not going to use cheap rosary. Okay? It's I'm my try, weapon. I don't, to, I don't use cheap weapons. Right. That's right. I'm not. Anyway. So, man gear for today is more of a not a man not gear. It's about gear not to possibly have, or just to at least consider okay. what, what to have in your house. Sure. Let me just tell a story about something I recently did, and uh, a lot of some people might say that I'm uh, going overboard, and maybe I am. I think maybe I think that is possible that I am, but nonetheless, this is what I did. I have a, I've had a Nest camera in my house. For like the last five years, I've uh, just been using it uh, when our oldest daughter was born. Instead of getting uh, a baby monitor, mm-hmm. you know, per se, that had like a handheld unit, you know, that turns on when it hears sound, you know, the classic baby monitor. Sure. I just got a Nest camera and we put it in there. You know, the video on it is really great. Um, it's a good camera. And I really loved it. And about a month ago, I took it out. Um because I realized that this thing is videoing all the time, and there are t- and it's sending this video possibly. I honestly, the thing is, I don't know if it is or if it isn't. Is it sending video to the cloud, to the Nest cloud? I think maybe that it is, um, because I can go back. I don't pay the service. You can pay uh, a monthly fee to have the video recorded for you and make it available. You know, on the app. The app was, I mean, there's nothing about the product I don't like. Um, the app works great, you know, all this stuff. But I don't pay for it. I can still go back and see uh, screenshots, like when it sees movement happening, mm-hmm. okay? And so I realized I don't know who's working at the Nest Corporation. In fact, it's owned by Google now. It's a Google, it's a Google company. Hmm. Um I don't know whether the people working there are trustworthy. Are they virtuous? Um, I certainly don't get uh, notifications when they hire new people who are the ones who have authority to monitor these different videos. Because there, there is somebody 
in the corporation who can turn on any camera, look at any camera at any time. There is certainly somebody who can do that. I don't know who that person is, and I don't know what they're like. I don't know what they believe. You know, um, I certainly didn't get their uh, background check, right? So it just it occurred to me that I could be putting my children at risk. You know, this is their room. They sleep in there. They change clothes in there. You know what I mean? There's all kinds of opportunity in the wrong hands for them to be exposed as children, as people. Hmm. And we all know that once something is on the internet, it's there forever. Mm-hmm. It's almost impossible to have something completely removed. So I took it out because A, my children are old, older where I don't, first of all, I don't even need a monitor. If they were still a baby, I wouldn't be worried about that, right? Because mm-hmm. um, babies are different. But now that I have my daughter, you know, she's going to be six in April. So it was just something that I had never even considered. Um, but the world that we live in today is a different world than when we were growing up. And, uh, you know, I, I've, I do think about stuff when it comes to webcams, you know, just the webcam on your computer. I mean, I don't, I don't actually worry about hackers turning on my webcam and watching. And it's, it's like, great, you're going to get a nice view of that wall. <laughs> Right. And it's like, heaven forbid that a hacker be watching that wall. I don't actually worry about that. I know that it's possible and, you know, that the technological protocol, you know, safety protocol, just, you know, like either put a lid over the camera mm-hmm. or, you know, something because you don't know when it gets turned on. But um, I've thought about that, but I had never really thought about it when it came to what do, what am I putting in my in my kids' rooms, mm-hmm. you know? And as the father, I know that it's my responsibility to keep keep them safe from sure. stuff um you know and w- do i think anything bad is going to happen no i don't mm-hmm. but if something did happen it would be because i allowed it i put the gateway in the in their room mm-hmm. you know i directly put them in harm's way so i just wanted to get your thoughts on this so as a dad who now i have four children now i i have I have gone away from how I thought of when I had a kid one. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what was going to happen. And so I was like, give me all the get, uh, gadgets and mm-hmm. gizmos. Uh, let's make this easier. Let's make this easier. Yeah. And as as time has, has progressed, I, ha- I am more very minimalistic when it comes to what you need for your children. In fact, when it comes to toys when it comes to clothes when it comes to i mean almost everything when it comes with kids i think most of it is a a scam i think it's most mostly like they try to tell you that you need this and you really don't i don't think like a baby wipe warmer warmer you don't need that (laughs) Uh, and i actually don't think you need a monitor i don't i don't think you need a monitor uh uh, in fact i know you don't we didn't have one uh david jr we actually just got one for christmas but you know, the we went six months. The first six months are the that's are the when you important. would need a, a right. monitor uh, without one. And also, when you're when you're a brand new parent, you freak out when your kid starts crying. Right. You think like, oh, he's crying. Yes. Somebody go help him. Right. You know. And then by ki- even kid number two, but certainly kid number three, and I can tell you for sure on kid number four, <laughs> right. Uh, it's like, is the baby crying? Yeah. Are you gonna go go up there? I don't know. We'll see. 
Yeah. We'll wait. <laughs> yeah. It's not, a, it's still, not an urgent cry. She's been crying for 10 minutes. Okay, right. you know. Um, so I, I, I just like, I don't think you even need one. You so, don't. You don't need a monitor. You do not need a monitor. I think that if we if we focused more on not having stuff for like for your right. kids, your kids one a as they grow older, they they're happier with less stuff. They're more grateful for the things that they have. Yeah, which will be a perfect segue into our topic this evening. Um, but and they uh, have a sense of responsibility for things that they do own. Mm-hmm. I've noticed when I had like when my kids have had a lot of toys, they take almost zero responsibility for the things that they they, they own. Yeah, it, yeah. They'll leave it outside. They'll leave it out. They they will lose it very easily. Now, if they only have one of whatever it is, if they only have one action figure, if they only have one set of Legos, if they only have you know whatever that is, or or a few. Yeah, they're, not, they're gonna treat it. They're, they're gonna, gonna treat, treat it better. Right. Treat it better. Sure. And I found that they don't get anxiety. On like what do I play with, or they end up saying like they have too many things. They just say like I don't want to play with any of them. But if they have one or just a little like not as many, they will go play with that more. Yeah. So I don't know. That probably didn't answer your question. That's not. But I mean that's a, that's a good a good thing. I agree with, but it doesn't actually. Yeah. I mean I I mean the thing is is like I I I think that a lot of people should think about that. I think that's a good thing that's to think about. That's all I want to... I'm not trying to tell anybody... But I, it's com, not I'm something... Not, I'm not coming even down on a side right. in this because like I said, I could be overreacting. Right. You know, for all I know that the companies like this, Nest in particular, it's just the one I have, that they have very strict rules about not recording stuff. Right. You know, that they only record those screenshots and that... Right. Like I can see them for three hours. And it's then, important to be a protector of your family. Right. Be prudent in your decisions. Uh, and what you do, but just like the world is changing. Here's another thing I've thought about that I stopped doing Google photos. We, I know that I have sacrificed many things, uh, opportunities for virtue on the altar of convenience. Okay. Google, uh, everything is so convenient that Mm -hmm. Google offers you all of their free services. Right. Um, one of the things that I I really like is Google photos. Right. And it's actually, it's not going to be free for, for very much longer, but, um, one thing that I had done is said, oh, here's a picture of, I told it, anytime I take a picture of my kids, move it into this separate album that I have automatically shared with my parents and Pamela's parents. So if I take a picture of the kids, they can, you know, like, mm-hmm. we can all share these photos together, right? It was like really great. Until I realized I have given Google facial recognition rights over my children. And so now I have possibly taken away their right in the future to opt out of facial recognition that someday that as an adult they want may want to make that decision on their own whether or not they choose to engage in like the digital world Mm -hmm. in a way that is that intrusive because it you don't know what is gonna be what's it gonna be like in the future yeah you know and so like i turned all that off i don't know I don't know what's going to happen with sure. that kind of rules and laws, but it freaked me out. The whole deplatforming thing really freaked me out. And so I just, I think as dads, especially, we need to be the ones who are making these decisions about the safeguards we put in our house. We, we do the same thing in other ways, but I think we need to realize that the digital world needs to be guarded. I mean, and a lot of, we know that already, but 
in more ways than we think. Sure. Cool. We're going to talk about gratitude this evening. Yes. Being grateful. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. We're going to be talking about gratitude this evening. Talking about not generosity. Not generosity. Even though gratitude. That one's good too. That one is a good one. But we're going to talk about gratitude. They, in fact, go hand in hand. They do. One begets the other. I like that. Yes. They beget each other. Yes. I agree with you. So, So, yes, we're talking about gratitude. We have done an episode on gratitude before, but it was back in the day. It was in the early days when we just figured it's time. It's good to rehash. I just kind of feel like in my own self, in my own self, there's a lot going on in the world uh, lately Mm -hmm. that it's good in times that, you know, like maybe if they're stressful times, to center, center yourself and, yeah. and remind yourself, remember that we have so much to be thankful for. Yeah. A lot of times whenever I feel overwhelmed, I have anxiety or I, I feel down, uh, you know, str- I, I, thanks be to God, I don't have like clinical depression or anything like that. But sure. sometimes as a human, you get depressed or yeah. you, you start, you feel down in the dumps yeah. or, you know, you have all these kind of just bummer feelings. Sure. And it just, natural desolation. Right. And it just feels yeah. like nothing is good, right? right. Like, I, it, it just, bleh, you know, that's how you feel. Yeah. Uh, and I have learned, and I probably learned this from a lot of different people. I think one of them includes uh, Father Brian O'Brien. He does this really well as far as uh, making people feel good. But, like, when I feel depressed or anxiety-ridden or something, I focus, intentionally focus my attitude on serving others. Mm, that's good. Because what happens is it, it gets you off that that point of yeah. I'm not feeling good. This is like this is bad. I'm not uh, like my life isn't very good. And so when you intentionally make this make this shift into serving others, then your feelings become uh overwhelmed with 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 a, uh, other people have a sense of gratitude you feel have a sense of accomplishment you feel like you know i'm helping other people i'm, I'm doing something good in society I, I can close my eyes tonight and say i did something you know i helped this person and it just helps you helps me get out of the out of a funk uh, so totally. whenever i feel down or whatever which is hard to do it's hard it, when it, you get in you a funk to, you have to train like i have to like that's why i said be intentional about it like it's not something that i want to do i don't want to do it right uh, be, because I want to fight it. It's hard. It's like, but so, so I like, like last Sunday in the morning, for some reason, I don't even know why I was just kind of in a bad mood as if I, I felt as if someone owed me, someone had offended me or, you know, like mm-hmm. someone had wronged me in I some way. And I didn't even, I couldn't, I had no idea why I felt that way. Sure. No one had done anything to me. I was just making pancakes. Right. right. And it wasn't until I got back from mass that I finally was able to kick it. Yeah, like it just I think it just took several hours mm-hmm. before I could shake it off. Um, but yeah, it and I was trying to do that. It's like, no, I'm gonna be joyful. I'm gonna be I don't necessarily I think joyful is tough. I, I like I don't even think you, you, you strive to be joyful. Sometimes there are things you fake it till you make it. Yeah, I you agree. Know, you, no, no, I agree, but I think that putting on a, ha- a joyful face, deciding to respond. In, in a, a cheerful way, way sure. even when you don't feel feel cheerful, mm-hmm. is is good. But it's I, not a lie. You know what I mean, right? But I just wouldn't like focus on like I want to be joyful because a lot of times 
it also will come off on as inauthentic to the person that you're trying to be joyful to, and they can read into that and say, like, listen, dude, well, what's wrong with you? Well, you know, that's um, okay. But it's better. just serve. Just focus on serving. Right, but even if you're serving, you still need to do it cheerfully. I think that it'd be it, it's better to do it that way. Yeah, I mean, but, but I think, you can be serving, but if you're serving with a grumpy attitude, you know, and like yeah, but I that's think not that by the time you you start serving, uh, you end up not being grumpy. Like a lot, most of the time, maybe, maybe. I mean, yeah, at least this, I'm talking about for me. This is this is right. Not, this yeah, is I mean, if that my, works, if that works, that's good. But the thing is, if it doesn't work, you have to put on a cheerful face, right? Sure. Okay. So um, I was really thinking about. Gratitude. What kind of started me thinking about it was we did that episode on peace mm-hmm. recently, and so it's gratitude that really, I think, is the uh, the the mother of peace. By being grateful, um, you will have peace. You know, if you realize hmm. that I have been given all these things, um, that's a way of helping detach yourself from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that everything is a gift. Um, and so that's kind of what started me thinking on this. And as I was pondering this, I realized that gratitude is a, a virtue by which we orient our minds and ground them in reality. Gratitude grounds us in reality because it is the only correct way to feel. If you take the person who has the worst life story in all of history, you know, who has the, like, they have the most tragic story. Mm-hmm. Even they have nothing but to be thankful for everything. Okay? Because we are given life as a sheer gift. Everything that happens to us in life is a sheer gift. We might, you know, caveat, obviously, we choose, we make bad decisions that, you know, things Actions have consequences, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes that's the way it is. But that in itself is a gift. The fact that God has made life so that if you make a bad choice, you get a bad consequence. So that, that you can... What a gift that you might you be more away. oriented towards reality. Sure. Because God is reality. I mean, like, this is one thing that we kind of learned in the five ways. God mm-hmm. is existence. Uh, so we know this as Catholics, that... If, we're, if our life isn't oriented towards him, it's, it's oriented towards a non-reality, a make-believe. So if you are not grounded in gratitude, then you're not oriented towards the truth. And you're oriented towards, and that's, so that's when we start to get, uh, you know, feeling like, oh, someone owes me something, I'm mm. entitled. Mm. Those things are make-believe. Mm-hmm. They're not real. Mm-hmm. You're not entitled to anything. Right. Accept God's mercy because he has given you that entitlement. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he said that, that uh, the greater the sinner, the, the more the right they have to my mercy. It's not, you're not entitled that by nature. He has simply given you that right because he loves you. Hmm. You know what I mean? So, gratitude is the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I just wanted to... Yeah. So, so, here's something that I was thinking about. Today, I was thinking about like, because you, you told me like, this, we're going to talk about gratitude. And I was thinking like, okay, well, you know, what can I think about? We, we just went to a, a Clear Creek recently on a, on yeah. a retreat. Yeah. And I was trying to think about like the things that happened at that retreat and kind of connect some dots. And he, So what I thought was a grateful man is a contemplative man. Because until you are willing 
to to sacrifice and crucify your pride to the cross to understand that you are a created and there is a creator yeah until you are willing to say not only am i a, cre- a created being but i have a need for communion with with others not only in communion with the one who created me but also the ones that that are 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 here on earth that until you ha- understand that you have and this like that your wife plays an your spouse plays a necessity a necessary role in your salvation to in grow in, ho- in holiness mm-hmm. that that your friends like holy friendships play a necessary role in your growth in holiness and that you aren't the one that it is the center of the universe that you aren't the one that is making everything happen right until you can stop and th- and have real contemplation about the reality of what is actually happening that God is making everything happen around you and the only thing that the only reason why you are around is that you are cooperating in his grace yeah and that you or he's stri- con- constantly holding you there holding, yeah. yeah and that and that you uh that you strive so much to be in communion with him and he loves you so much that he sent his only son our lord jesus to die for us and he founded a church that there's no salvation outside of the church so that we can be in communion with him for everlasting life like right. our end is to be in communion with him mm-hmm. and it, it is nothing but cooperating with his grace that we can get there it is nothing that i can do personally other than cooperate with what he gives us mm-hmm. and until as men, we sacrifice our pride and 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 steep in this humility that uh, is a virtue, and and contemplate this idea of we are not the ones that are making things happen. You can't be grateful mm-hmm. because you can't understand that our Lord loves us so much that He died for us, and that not only that He died for us, but He rose again from the dead, and then He founded a church so that we can have salvation with Him, so we can be in communion with Him, and we are. are striving to get everybody around us to be in communion with him to be with him forever in all of eternity right and so if that doesn't give you goosebumps understanding that idea if that doesn't make you grateful then then i don't like then you don't have a pulse like i don't understand how like where where you are mentally Mm -hmm. uh, because there's no greater love than somebody laying down their life for you right and so i you know i was just thinking about like the contemplative life and the importance of having silence and the importance of having a true uh, prayer life in order to to fuel this this gratitude that uh, this life of, of of gratitude that we're supposed to that we're called to live. Sure, I think that it's very hard for at least for me a lot of times because I have so many things in my life within work within. Uh, the things that we do in our lives that you think I'm in control. I have to make sure that everything is okay. I have to fix any problems that happen within my life that you, you start thinking that I'm the one who's doing all this stuff. Yeah. And that is a, you know, something that that is nerve wracking. I think that that can fall into deep sin uh, uh, and deep pride of, uh, and that's like kind of like where the devil wants you to be. Sure. Yeah. I think gratitude is intimately linked with humility um, that yeah, it's, you're it's, outside, one of, it's, it's one you. of those things where you're seeing yourself rightly, mm-hmm. you know. And it, when you when you can be humble, then you can be grateful, mm-hmm. because you know. So you need 
you need humility for all the virtues, really. You sure, know, um, sure. But we'll talk about this more on the other side of the break. Cool. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We got Juan Posada on the buttons. Jim Spencer guarding the door. This segment brought to you by Select International Tours. Selectinternationaltours.com is their website. Right now, they are having a, a sale $500 off per couple. If you book a pilgrimage between now and what's the date? Can you scroll down there, Juan? I think it says. Yeah, between now and, and between now and, and and Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, but you can you can take the pilgrimage. You don't have to go on the pilgrimage, but if you book it book, book it, it between now. those times, you'll get five hundred dollars off for you and your spouse to go. Uh, There's a link on our show notes that that so, uh, that you can use as well. These guys have been really great to us, so check them out. Yes, go check them out. Um, so we're talking about gratitude. Um, gratitude is the subvirtue of justice. And I mentioned between segments earlier that when I was refreshing my my mind on the notes for today, I accidentally looked up uh, generosity. And I remember thinking, like, generosity? Generosity is a subvirtue of justice? I don't think it is. Otherwise, it wouldn't be generous if you give what you're required to give. I mean, that's just, ju- you know, like, giving someone what's their due, that's justice. Even something beyond what's their due, that's generous. And so I was like thinking about that for a while. Like, how did I... Anyway, it was just funny. That's why. Because we're talking about the, the totally opposite thing here. So uh, gratitude is a sub-virtue of justice. Uh, it's that if, if someone is generous to you and you do not exemplify in that moment the virtue of gratitude that that is a lack of virtue on your part because um, there is a some, you know something owed for yeah, that. Yeah, I think Aquinas, Aquinas talks about how it's a deficiency in gratitude, which which ends up being a vice. Mm-hmm. And he, he talks about in the Summa, he talks about whether or not it is a a sin to have ingratitude. Oh, yes, yes. And and it is. It, it's a specific type of sin. But he he says something in there that I I thought was really interesting and it was like really kind of hit me right in the right in the mouth. He says, "In every sin, there is material ingratitude to God." Mm, indeed. You right. Know, which is like wow. That is, you know, if you really think about it, yeah, because you're rejecting his gift. He is he is being constantly generous, and you're saying, yeah. No thanks. Not your will be done, but my will. I'm going to choose this lesser good, right. or even a, a an evil, know, even an evil. But it could you, sin could just be choosing lesser goods over higher goods, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, you know failures of temperance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, candy is good, but when you choose it over over better things, that would be sinful. So I came across this blog, but by, in that, in that, in yeah, in that, I mean, that's that's, that's pro- good. profound. I know. I like those things that are sim- so simply profound. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a blog by Father Romano Guardini. Uh, it's from The Catholic Thing. He's a do- Dominican. He's a, he has a great uh, great book on virtues. Yeah. Well, I thought his blog was very good. He, he, he came, he gave three points about gratitude. 
Okay. That are kind of the same thing, like so plainly profound. It's like, yeah, of course. The first one is that you can only express gratitude towards another person. Okay, so uh, we we don't express gratitude towards uh, corporations or a board or the sun or, you know, like we might feel, uh, he says, you know, we might feel gratitude when we're looking at a beautiful sunset, but we're, we're feeling gratitude towards the maker of the sun, not mm-hmm. towards the sun itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so gratitude is always interpersonal, mm-hmm. okay, which is, you know, different from some other virtues, uh, you know, like temperance, for instance. Right. Is Which not is a- why I, I made such a point last last uh, break before the last break on community, on the importance of community, not only community w- with with the Trinity, which is mm-hmm. a communion, but also community with the body of Christ, the people around you, and the saints in heaven. Sure, yeah, and the importance of it. Yeah, because there are some virtues that are like this, where it's they're interpersonal virtues. Um, the next point he says is that gratitude can only be had in the realm of freedom. Right. It's like love. It's the same thing as love. Yes. Love can only be yeah, had in the same in the same way, right? Right. Yeah, so uh one you know when one uh, there we have a contract, you know, oh you're supposed to deliver something to me. Oh, let's get Scott Hahn with it. Right. Contracts and covenants. Right, exactly. I I'm not I don't feel gratitude because you have done what you were supposed to do. Right. You know what I mean? That's that's not what gratitude is. You don't feel once again you don't feel grateful to the sun for rising because it has no freedom it has no choice but to rise okay um and uh we don't we don't give we don't feel gratitude for something for which we have a rightful claim to you know if someone delivers something to you that way um and it's not politeness we might say if like you know when the amazon person delivers something you ordered oh thank you Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but that's just politeness. You're not like really feeling gratitude towards them. You might be thanking them, but they're supposed that's their job. They're being paid by the money that I paid to Amazon, you know, to purchase the thing, right? So like I've paid for this service. So there's no need of grat you can't exercise gratitude here because there's no freedom involved. You see what I'm saying? He goes into it better in the article. Um but also the, f- the final point that he makes, which I thought was good, which is something that I don't think we often talk about in the virtue of gratitude, is that, to put it in my own words, his point in my own words, is that gratitude can be polluted by the giver. Okay, so okay. if we... Expand if, on that. If, if you give for less than pure motives, like out of a sense of superiority, or I want to make myself... I just want to make myself look good, or I actually want it to, to demean you, the receiver. Um, or it just out of even indifference. You're like, whatever, yeah. Oh, you can have it, whatever. You know, then if it's not given intentionally, you know, and it, for, for instance, if you have so much money that you just don't care, it's like, yeah, here's $100, you can you have $1,000, whatever then there's not that doesn't inspire gratitude because you obviously don't care about the thousand dollars this is not costing you anything gratitude is in its purest form when the giver is exercising generosity whereas there is a cost for their giving this sounds like charity well all the virtues are charity i mean this sounds like yeah but like 
true charity like like is giving to the point where where you know where it hurts and you keep you going. Charity is not giving. Charity is love. So cha- yeah. charity is not just give. I mean, giving things out of love is charitable, but charity is not g- giving. Not give it like material. Uh, that's right. not what I was meaning. Yeah, that's a good distinction. Yeah, but we we do talk about giving to charity, right? right. Yeah, I mean that is, you know, the word. So anyway, when you if you give out of indifference, even then it pollutes the opportunity for gratitude. I mean, if someone just kind of gives something to like, yeah, whatever, you can have it, whatever you want, you just think, oh, okay, cool. You might be happy to get it, mm-hmm. you know, but you're not inspired with gratitude at the giver. So I think that's something for us um, when we give things, that that's something we need to be in, in, intentional about because sometimes I think that there's a, a tendency to, if something is is a sacrifice for you to do, you want to try to hide that from the other person because you might embarrass them, you know? And there is some, you know, like, oh, you know, there's some manners or, you know, like... There's validity to that. Right. Yeah, that's... You don't, you don't want to... In, you don't want to embarrass the person you're giving something to, but at the same time, you're not doing any favors by lying about it or de- being deceptive, you know, because they might also not appreciate the thing that you've given them. You know, you're in the grand scheme of things, giving the receiver an opportunity for less virtue. Okay. Um, and I just thought it was a really good point that he made about hmm. contemplating the other side of gratitude. We would call it generosity, but that, that gratitude has a prerequisite of that the thing be given in good faith. By the virtue of magnificence, even. Right. Magne- uh, magnificence, yes. Right. I was thinking about that today when I was looking at generosity. I was like, yeah, this is like magnificence. Um, <laughs> which is just not what we're talking about today. Right. Um, so, you know, when we are giving, make sure that we're giving um, on purpose, giving the right amount of things to the right uh, the right. Organ the right amount to the right things. It, so this is like where generosity kind of does kind of come into play. You realize you can't have gratitude without generosity. I think that goes back to also like just having an abundance of things in this day and age. We we have just mm-hmm. so many things, right? I, I like how did all these toys get in here? How did I right. all of a sudden have all these clothes? How did I all of a sudden have all these whatever it is? Right. How did I get uh, so many Maseratis? Yeah. Where'd they all come from? I, I can't, like, all these boats are getting ridiculous. Right. Um, but, <laughs> but, but because, because we live in an abund- in abundance, it's harder to exercise the virtue of gratitude because you take it, it's like human nature to take things for granted once you already have it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, how many times when I first l- got out of college and I was like, my first job was making like $30,000 a year. And I was like, man, you if I, so much money, if I could only like, I couldn't even imagine having $45,000 a year. Right. You know, that is just like crazy. And then it's like, and then like once you get there, then it, it, it's the same. I was talking to a realtor who's- You don't ever feel like you have any more money than you used to. Right. Yeah. I was talking to a realtor who's a Catholic realtor when I bought my first home and she said, you know, 
everybody who's in the market for a home, they say like, here's my budget, but I just wish I had ten thousand more dollars to buy this uh, this other house. Right. It doesn't matter you're never, where you're never content with what you have. With, with what, what you have, and which is which is which would be gratitude. Which would be gratitude. Being content with what you, what have. you yeah. have. And so I thought that was just a profound insight because I was thinking like, if I just had ten thousand more dollars, I could buy this home. And she goes, you're always gonna think that. Yeah. If I give you ten thousand, well, you'd be looking at bigger houses. Bigger houses, yeah. So anyway, we'll continue this on the podcast and YouTube. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus. I thought that was a profound point, though. And it's spot on. Like, how many times do we do that, right? It's like, oh, if I just had 10000 you know, 10000 more dollars, I sure. could buy this truck or yeah. this car or... Yeah, I've done that. All the, uh, I've, been, I've been through that cycle of thoughts. Right. Um, sure. And, and, the, and the thing is, is you just aren't grateful for what you have. Yeah. You know what I'm thankful for is being a farmer, because I have chickens now. I just want, I, I thought we were going to get through this whole episode without no. you talking oh, about no. being a farmer. I'm surprised I made it this. I'm surprised I didn't get it in in the show proper. I'm actually kind of excited in the you didn't. Four twelve minutes proper. But I am. I just want everyone to know that I'm a farmer. I have two chickens. I have livestock. <laughs> I'm officially a it's farmer. Legal. It's, it's legal. legal. It's legal. It's, le- it's legal in our neighborhood. Yeah. I've had, I think we've collected uh, five eggs in the last couple, few days. So Nice. Yeah, dude. It's a, it's a, it's a life of abundance <laughs> over there. It's the burden of abundance. Do you know what I found out about chickens? They eat your weeds. These chickens have been walking around my yard. I watched them for like an hour today, cheering them on. Walking around the yard, eating the weeds. It was incredible. I was thinking, I, should, I got chickens years ago. You know, Man, we're gonna have to get some chickens, dude. We gotta get some ch- like even if I'll you buy get- a, 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 I'll build like a, a hen house. Is it a hen house? What do you call it? Coop. 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 Okay. Not without it, coops, bro. Not without coops. But no rooster. Yeah, I mean, I it depends. Want, I don't want that thing waking me up. Right. Oh yeah. I was I was wondering that like can you have a neutered rooster that has its like vocal cords? I'm not really interested in having chickens anyway, like baby chicks. I just want the eggs, right? Unfertilized eggs. Even if they are fertilized, you can if you put them in the fridge when like you know you go out every day and look. If right. you put them in the fridge, you will have no. They're they're exactly the same. Interesting. You, you have no idea. That oh, is. We have a question from a live. Oh. Oh, is it about chickens? Okay, go ahead. Yes. Keegan Clark. Question. As a man preparing for marriage, how can I lead my future family to be grateful to the Lord? Mm, great question. That's a great question. I would say, you know, and you'll, uh, first of all, congratulations, Keegan. God bless you in your upcoming nuptials. Um, I remember being engaged, and it was just, I look back on the time of engagement very fondly. I really enjoyed being engaged. Not at the time. Right. At the time. I want to get married. It was exciting at the time, right? right. Because like, I'm engaged. I'm getting married, right? right? But it was also like, That's man, a good question, Keegan. Uh, so, but you will come to learn that there are many things that you just do and lead by example. Um, and even though it's, you know, kind of cliche and like people want sometimes a, a silver bullet, you know, oh, a, a life hack. Mm-hmm. to do something when you say things in front of your children especially 
Um, I mean, especially this is especially true for your children, but it's true for your wife. When she hears you saying, thank God for something, you know, especially in moments of, of difficulty, when they see that you've had a hard day, when that things have been rough, um, and in those moments, you can still, out loud, be grateful. Mm. Um, that Those are going to be profound moments. I think, you know, like, especially with kids, I'm just thinking about my own childhood, there are moments that define, often, your fatherhood. And it's important that we're ready for them and that we get them right. You know, because there were just things when that moment that you, I'm sure everybody can think back on, wow, I do remember my dad or my mom did this one time and it really impacted me. You know, but think about how different you'd be if they didn't do that in that moment. You know what I mean? So leading the family often comes down to being ready for that moment when it comes. And that's the thing about virtue. It's a habit. And so if you, if you, if you work at the virtues and you work to get them and you practice them, then when that moment comes, you will, uh, you'll do the thing effortlessly. Um, so that's, that's just one thing. What do you think, Adam? Uh, the only thing that I would add, to that, I think that I think you're spot on. But the only thing I would add to that is language is important, and using yeah. language yeah. Uh, in your prayer life is very important. So I like when we have family prayer. I start every prayer out when we're doing prayers that like are kind of off the cuff, so to speak. I start every prayer with our family in. Uh, Lord, we come to you today in Thanksgiving for all the many blessings and gifts that you bestowed upon our family. That is like how I start our prayer every day, every day, mm-hmm. and so like that just kind of sets the precedence of like understanding like the first thing we're doing to like coming to God is in Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, words have meanings, and, and as you uh, develop these, especially with your kids, they will they will replicate what you do in prayer. I just like I just know that. From, from experience, right? You know, I will say a prayer and then... Sure. So I have this little book that I carry around for uh, Holy Mass. I keep it in my in my suit pocket. And it's a it's a maroon book that says prayers and has all these different types of prayers in there. Luke saw that I was praying out of this book after Mass. Because it has like St. Thomas Aquinas' prayers before and after Mass. If you haven't read those, dude, they are, they are just killer i'm sure oh my gosh it is just it is amazing yeah so i so this this that's what i pray before mass and then after mass nice and uh luke saw that and he's and we were in the catholic uh, book and gift store and he goes dad here here's the book and it's like it wasn't the same exact one but it was a miniature one same same color same font and it's like yes i'll get that for you and then he said no i want a pot I, I want a jacket that has a pocket in it yeah and so we had to go find a jacket that had, like a suit jacket that had a pocket in it because he Because that's what you do. Because that's what I do. And so I just know that kids replicate what you do, whatever oh, yeah. you do, they replicate you. That's what I meant by like leading by example, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, that's a long winded of saying though, you set the presence by saying, by starting out with, Lord, we come to you today, not, I'm not asking you for things. I'm not, uh, which is not a bad thing, but I'm, but uh, I'm starting out the prayer in thanksgiving for all the many gifts and blessings that you've bestowed upon my family today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that 
just kind of sets sets the bar and we should be thankful for everything that we have yeah and that's what i hope that i do uh, you know that i hope that that's what works in our prayer life that's what i would suggest i think that yours is your i mean i think another thing that you could do is get some chickens and then (laughs) that would allow you to pray in thanksgiving for the chickens for the chickens Lord, thank you Juan, for these do have, chickens. Do we have other questions? You you can ask questions on YouTube now. You know, we're, we're YouTube, YouTube or live Facebook. Or Facebook. You're watching you have, it live. You can you have a, a, yeah. You can ask a question. I enjoy. I actually enjoy the questions. Uh, I do too. Because it's, it's fun to it's fun to have a kind of conversation. Yeah, a little bit of feedback. Oh, I deleted the Facebook app off my phone, so I can't even can't even do that anymore. 